Hey everybody, welcome to Limitless Radio Cast, episode 15. And also, it's on YouTube, guys. Go out there and find us, Limitless Radio Cast, on our YouTube page. Remember, share, like an episode, tell everybody about us, get the word out there. We appreciate you guys. You're ready for a great show. Hey everybody, welcome to the show. Today we're sitting down with Joel Blanton. He's a multiple world champion in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. He has some amazing kettlebell sessions that he can, I'm sure we'll get into and we'll talk about. And he's also a black belt under our good friend, James Klingerman, which we've had on the show before. And also something that I really want to point out for everybody out there is Joel is an inspiration to a lot of people because of his mental strongness, his mental mind state. Um, He's overcome a lot of adversity as a, at a younger age, and he's turned that adversity into a great thing in his life. And he and he's really projected that onto people and people, you know, learn from this and whatnot. So, Joel, thanks for being with us, man. We appreciate it very much. Thanks for having me on, man. It's an honor. Yeah, it's cool, man. <clears throat> and I have to ask you this. I asked a couple things. This is going to be a funny question, but I'll get to the other question first. The blue container, man, that you brought home from work and you put concrete in it or whatever was there an inspiration <laughs> behind this i know some people um, out there don't know this but joel has this was it a five gallon it's like a five gallon metal bucket I'm, i don't know how many gallons i found it at work i was looking actually for something else and i found it and i was like oh look at that i can put <laughs> sand in it or something heavy in it so it ended up with sand nice I watch you doing some training sessions out in the uh, driveway, picking that thing up and shifting it from one shoulder to the other, to the other. And I'm like, this reminds me of Pete shock and stuff that he, he tells me about at the gym when he's always doing like some crazy stuff. I was like, yeah, man, Jill's always doing some, some wild. Yeah. We need things. to get, uh, we need to get Pete and Joel together for a workout, see what kind of craziness comes out of it. I, I'm sure it would be uh, amazing. It would be. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've gotten in the wintertime, Pete sent me a video. With, I think it was when we were still quarantined last year and he was in his backyard, car hearts on throwing tree stumps like over his head. Yeah. There and then, you go. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Running down, picking it up and throwing it back again. <laughs> it's good for explosive strength. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's what, that's what Pete's told me before. Cause he's talking about like, um, like a heavy bag, like taking a heavy bag and just kind of like, making it awkward but picking it up and shifting it around because of that explosiveness and especially in jujitsu because there are certain points as you know joel like you want to have that explosive you know explosive ability to get up or you know versus just like a like a turkish get up is something that you're just strictly working but with a bag or something odd like that so that's very cool man what got you into jujitsu i originally Bumped into a guy that had fought on one of the local shows. And of course, this was, this was probably like 2000. And of course, he wore his belt into the bar and <laughs> where I'm working at and everything. And I talked to him about it. I got a phone number. And then uh, I called him. And it was like mid-November, you know, a couple weeks before Thanksgiving. I showed up and... You know, it's funny. I, it wasn't even a conscious decision. Like I'm making the decision to do this. It was just something that I just, when I, after that first night, it was just, I went back. That's just what I did from then on out. I was like, this is amazing. You know? Nice. I just went back. It wasn't even a, a discussion about it. It was, uh, 
supposed to happen. Yeah. Like I believe that like things happen for a reason. And when you fall into those type of things, you know, you can take that situation and turn it into, you know, a great situation. Did you want to compete like right out of the gate or was it just like a progression? Like you just started training and you're like, you know what, I'm going to compete. Um, I knew I wanted to fight. Um, I was actually, when I first saw MMA, I was actually doing pro wrestling out of Indianapolis. Nice. And, <laughs> and uh, I was like, I was powerlifting. I was like 205 pounds. If you don't know, I'm 5'5". Five five. So yeah, I was, okay. I was really big at the time. And uh, I got to be good friends with the promoter's son. And he was like, hey man, we're not, you know, we're not doing an event next week. These guys were renting a ring out. These guys do these crazy fights, man. You got to come check it out. So I got in for free. We set everything up. And then the fights happened. And I was like, oh, people really do this? This is amazing. <laughs> uh, I talked to a guy um, that night that I'm actually still friends with today. Um, even before I ever got into it, I just happened to then later on, I bumped into the guy at work when I was working at the bar and showed up later and just, just it'd be 20 years in November, uh, just took off and I wanted, to, I knew I wanted to fight, but in any particular reason, I just, well, I, it seemed like it, it would be a good challenge. So that's why I wanted sure. to do it initially. And it is, it's a good challenge. Yeah. Too. Like I tell people all the time, like people, anyone that ever wants to get into it or <clears throat> I'm fairly new to uh, jujitsu, uh, and Chaz, my coach and whatnot, but, um, like I tell people all the time is, you know, it's either for you or it's not, but it will challenge you both mentally, obviously physically, and you have to get yourself in the right mind state, you know, and and push yourself forward to be there to show up alone every single day. So that's pretty cool. That seems to be, you know, what a lot of people, you know, they see that, like what you're saying, like you get into it and you're like, you're kind of like, wow, people do this. <laughs> and then you fall in love yeah. with it and then you just keep doing it. And uh, so that's pretty cool, man. It, it was, it was a really fun time. Cause at the time ultimate fighter had just been like two or three seasons in. Oh, nice. And okay. it was, it was now really trying, starting to gain a little bit and uh, promotions here and there all over the U S were willing to fly guys out. You know, you know, I went to, I've been all over the country and it's been, it it was such a fantastic time. I don't know how much they're doing that now because I've been out of the scene for a decade. I haven't, you know, (laughs) uh, but um, it it just seemed like, you know, early to mid 2000s, even to like seven or eight, um, there's a lot of promotions that were just blowing through money and, and just flying people from all parts of the country and putting on phenomenal cards. It was, a, it was a really good time to be involved. It was a lot more pure. The rules were a little bit more relaxed, and uh, it was a bit more dangerous. But that was the fun of it all. Sure, versus like what it's now, and that like even with jujitsu, you've seen like a progression. Um, I call it old school jujitsu versus I don't want to call it new school, but just maybe the evolve evolving of it or whatnot. You know, like before it was, would you say a little more. Uh, it's probably terrible to say it like this, but it like rougher when Chad, you and I have talked about this before, mm-hmm. like, you know, there's stuff that they took away and now they're bringing certain things back. And, you know, like what the, uh, I'm going to screw this up. Heel hooking, like heel hooking is now becoming more prevalent in tournaments and stuff like that versus it was good in the beginning. 
<laughs> you know, knee bars and all that stuff across any levels. Uh, James Klingerman talked about this too. He's like, man, you were allowed to do anything. <laughs> he yeah, goes, and then they yeah, took it away. You were, you know, and then, you know, it's funny is it, you got, you created by the IBJJF not having that for years. It created a whole subset of, of other competitions that were are doing sub only, you know, like guys like Gordon Ryan, who's the best in the world probably right now. Uh, without a doubt, who's thriving through no gi competition only. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it created a unique subset. And ultimately, man, uh, I've been doing both recently. Again, uh, I got away nice. from no gi um, for a while because I really believe the gi is the gi is hard. They're hard in their own way, each each uniquely. Um, but I've, I love training in the gi. That's what I was going to ask you. Do you like it better? Yes. Okay. I don't know if it's getting old and then no gi requires a lot of gas. <laughs> well, I don't think it's just gas. <laughs> not just gas, but it's just easier on your body training in the gi. I oh think. man. Yeah, definitely. You know, it's slower paced, all, all that good stuff. But, you know, I think it's a necessary evil to do new, to do new no gi, but. Um, I'm going to go with Joel on the gas thing. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It's faster paced. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely faster paced. You know, I've been helping, um, Emilio out with his fight camp. So I'm doing a lot of rounds with him after class. Uh, so, and then switching from gi to no gi in the same night. I think it's helped out a lot, but at the same time, man, you know, trying to keep up with a 24 year old <laughs> that, that, that has a great gas tank. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Never, fun. Yeah. It's great. I love it. I love it for the workout part, but I'm always like, at the gym, if I have a younger guy, and I know they're younger, obviously, you know, everyone there at the gym, and they're like, hey, man, you want to get a roll in? And I'm like, oh, I'm like, I got one more left because <laughs> I'm in my 40s. Not that that matters. I'm in pretty good shape. But still, I'm like, I don't have that gas tank like I did 20 years ago. And I didn't even do this stuff, but I can still go forever. <laughs> you know? Yeah, you know, it's funny is I listened to um, one thing that, like, you talked about the mental part of it. Um, I listened to David Goggins' ebook. Uh, oh yes can't hurt me man it's super powerful like man if that dude can do that there's no reason that i shouldn't you know even if i'm tired i shouldn't suffer in training because eventually the round is going to be over exactly it's okay i'm not going to be out on i'm not out in the cold pacific and on the beach (laughs) getting beat down by the by the instructors i got three minutes left on the clock and i'm okay yeah yeah right like when when he's on the beach that that helped out (laughs) Go yeah. ahead, Joel. Sorry. You know, and that helped out. You know, it, it no, you're all right. Um, it just helped out mentally training. It's it, it's really not as bad sure. as it's gonna be in my own head because sometimes you're you're your own worst enemy. You are. But it, it, it but it's but at the same time, the training you got guys that are coming. I always talk about I'm sure you guys see me post about Sunday open mat down down mm. here. Yep. Um, I don't man, I don't think there's a and that room is hard. <laughs> you just have to uh, eat your Wheaties. As older gentlemen, we understand that expression. Eat your Wheaties, leave your ego at the door because everybody's feelings gets hurt if you bring them in. Um, nobody's been the toughest in a room. Everybody is theirs. And it's glorious like that. Sure. So, uh, yeah, man, it's been awesome. Like, and you still, you approach your workouts like that still too, you know, with that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, every, every set is like uh compared to rolling uh, training. Every set is around. 
Sure. So I have to stay consistently strong through each round. Um, that way I can get to the next one. You know, if I have a tournament coming up, I treat each set in my exercise as a match in the tournament. That way I can I make it to the gold medal rounds um, mentally before I ever show up at the, at the tournament. I've already won. Right. And that's... And I'm, I'm, go ahead, Chad. I would just say, Joe, I'm guessing just like jujitsu, your, your strength and conditioning and workout has changed over the year too, over the years where you were a power lifter before you're more into kettlebells and more explosive stuff now, right? Definitely. Yeah. There's no way I could do uh, the weights that I was doing before, but I don't, you know, that's the thing like with powerlifting, as fun as that was, um, I don't need to be strong one time, you know, out on the mat. I need to be strong over a consistent amount of time and get me through the match. Um, it was fun to hear people, man, you're strong. I was like, yeah, but my technique is great too, sucker. <laughs> no, I, 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 not only do I know how to hold you down, I can hold you down better because I am strong. It's just increasing the, the you know, the mechanics on the lever. Sure. Uh, it's like so, complaining some, because somebody's lanky or, or bendy, which I get all the time. I was like, man, how did that foot get there? You know, it, you know, I had him folded up in half and all of a sudden there's a foot in between this and create now he's creating space and I have a whole new problem on my hand. So, uh, everybody has their advantages. I look, I like picking stuff up and putting stuff down. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. That's Chad. You know, when you're rolling with Chad, there's always a foot that shows up somewhere and you're like, what? <laughs> you know, I felt that before we didn't, we don't, you know, we don't do heavy rounds. I really enjoyed the training that I've gotten with Chad. There's probably, what would you say? Probably 50%. Yeah. Uh, and, and, but it's a, it's a super technical, uh, I learned so much because he has such a different style. Um, so it's, it's always really great to be able to have that different, that different look. Um, sure. Yeah. I'm like, uh, smash. Uh. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah. But like you said, your technique's great. I was just watching oh. a video on you not too right. long ago about the triple threat. The trip, well, the triple threat choke. You called it the triple threat, and I was watching okay. it. And James was recording you guys on the mat, and uh, I was like, man, like I really liked just opening that collar and reaching deep in, you know, and then pulling the sleeve across. And it reminded me of some stuff that we were doing, um, like the Bravo choking from James uh, from What's- some of his instruction sorry was that the one that put he put me to sleep in and i was kind of swinging tapping at the air oh no he you did it okay else and james was recording <laughs> oh, okay yeah. okay awesome there's a dog yeah, running there's around a... <laughs> on the mat yeah, james did one where he was showing something i think it was an option off like a clean arm for an arm bar and he had man i was so in and out for a few minutes that it, it, towards the end i was I'm reaching for something to tap, but I'm only getting the air. So, yeah. Well, you know, being working with James at seminars and being his uke or whatever, he sets chokes so deep. Even man, even, even teaching them, you're like, hey, man, you got to let up a little bit. <laughs> like he doesn't realize. He just yeah. He just goes hard. Just not intentional. He's not just intentionally. That, no. Yeah, just that good at setting his grip deep the first time. Yeah, that that makes me want to be extra on the defense when I'm rolling with him because I know once it's in there, yeah, it's, he's got it and I'm done. Yeah, he always gives you that. He always gives you that. Oh, I'm not that strong. I'm like, stop it. You're still you're strong. Functionally strong beyond yes, an understanding for 
his lack of enthusiasm for strength training. <laughs> right. It's right. a good way <laughs> to say it. That's the perfect way to say it because that's what he just said weeks ago. I trained with him weeks yeah. ago. He came in, uh, we had a seminar, um, with, uh, Clark Gracie and, uh, James came down and we were, uh, him and I were partners and it was hilarious because he's like, Oh, I can't even do a push up right now. And I'm like, um, yeah, but when you were just like doing pressure on me, don't tell me you're not strong. <laughs> that enormous pressure for, for his size and dimensions. Sure. I yeah. Think forget about it until we roll. So I'm reminded. <laughs> he does it quickly, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. It escalates. Yes. He's a great coach though. He, he's a good coach. So definitely, uh, you know, white through black belt with him, man. And, and, uh, been amazing every step of the way that's what i was gonna ask you when did you get your black belt from him november of 15 nice yeah it's my actually my six-year anniversary this year awesome man congratulations cool. um, thank you I'm, I'm yeah i'm super excited uh, a Great. lot of good things this year i'm turning 50 on my six-year anniversary i'm you know uh, as a black belt in 20 years and you know in the sport so i'm I have a lot of good. I'm getting married in June or oh, June. So, congratulations, yeah, just, man! Thanks, awesome. man. Uh, just it's it's just a lot of crazy things happening right now, and there's life. So I'm loving life, man. It's super exciting right now. Good, it's crazy. Hey, 2021 sounds much better than 2020. So, <laughs> uh, you know, I don't even discount last year because there was there's there was always a way to grow. Yep, I agree from with it. you. And and uh, I put it as a plus. You know, right on. See, that's oh, what I'm talking anyway. about. Like, well, that's what I say when I mentioned in the beginning, like having a mindset, I tell people all the time, like your attitude, which you have a great attitude on life and you have a great mindset on life, not only just in your training, but just in your everyday thing, like whatever it is you're doing, you try to keep that positive mindset. And it's pretty cool. Cause like you mentioned, uh, Goggins book. So it was a huge inspiration to me. I've both read the book and I've listened to it, um, because I wanted to hear the in-between if anyone out there ever wants to uh, yeah. go out and get the audio book. It's very cool because yeah. they break it down and uh, you get to hear David talk. Um, and I knew about David for a long time before the book came out. And I've always kind of had that approach to where, you know, life, life's going to beat you up and that's just how it's going to be, but you have a choice and you can, you can allow your life to beat you up or you can allow yourself to not let life define you, but it's how you react to, life is what's going to define you. Yeah. So I tell people that all the time, man, it's like, don't let that define you. Like don't let losing or, or something bad happen. Yes. It's hard. It's awful. It's uh, I get it, but don't let that be the definition of who you're going to be, you know, keep pushing yourself and keep grinding. So you're an inspiration too, man. I see you, you know, you said you're going to be you. 50 and you're out there working out and swinging these metal bars around. And I'm like, what y'all doing? Is <laughs> <laughs> trying to, uh, you know, People talk about it. You know, my last boss at uh, my last job um, was in a great environment. And uh, I, had, I was actually in camp for pans and was supposed to go. And I damaged my meniscus and strained my MCL. Um, the very small movement um, it happened. But uh, my boss looked at me and said, don't you think you're a little old for that? I just, <laughs> just kind of giggled. I was like, I'm going to get old if I stop. Yeah you know that's the problem you know he's like oh, you come and see me in five years i'm like dude i've been doing this for 20 you're not going to tell me anything that another five years isn't going to right on, uh, for sure you know yeah as you know, as I've as been, I... go ahead go ahead 
I was just going to say as outside people, as outsiders looking in, they can't wrap their brain around how we can still, or why we would want to do this. Especially after like a eight or 10 hour day slinging iron. I, you know, yeah. I've been in, I've been a, in welding and fabrication mm. for over 20 years. So I, I go and typically sling, sling metal most of the day. And then I go and train Man. and I strength train. Um, you know, I don't say that to toot my own horn, but I, no, yeah, I just, I just discipline. Um, and even like recently, you know, it's been hard. Uh, I've been doing all the extra rounds with Emilio and it's taken away from some of my strength training. So, you know, and there's always, a, there's always a balance. I didn't go to open mat today, even though Sunday open mat is amazing. Like I said, I stayed home and I did some shrink training because I needed that for my soul. Uh, mm-hmm. Sometimes, you know, I get what I need. Most of the time I get what I need from jujitsu. Sure. Yeah. Jujitsu fills that need. Today, that need. Yeah. yeah. Today was my iron day. I needed that. I needed that for me. That's good. And so, it's true. And if I, and if I don't... <laughs> Yeah, man. If you don't t- if you don't take care of your own cup, you don't fill your own cup. You won't be able to pour out for others. Right. Exactly. And I kind of like the way you're saying it, Joel. Is you know you're like you've you're 20 years in. All right. You've been doing this for 20 years, and you're not stopping. But you're like paying it forward. So you're training somebody right now. You're giving them knowledge. You're giving them the ability to grow. Obviously, I'm sure they're younger than you are, you know, but all that years and that time, that's kind of the way I look at Chad. I'm, I'm new in it, but I relish the time that I get to spend with him or pick his brain or like when James was in and I pick his brain or whatever. I take um, the guys that have been in this game for a very long time, just utmost respect. And I've learned more just from them, not just from roles in general but from being around those type of people, because I feel like, Oh, they're giving what they've learned. And it's uh, such a proud community. You know, jujitsu is such a proud community of, of people that stick together. So I think it's very cool, man. Like you're doing what you have to do to fill your soul. And you're also, you're paying it forward, man. You're giving someone else something in 20 years, they're going to talk about it. But Emilio is going to talk about you training him or being that time with him. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like it may not think of it now, but it's going to be there. I'm yeah. telling you, <laughs> um, you know, it, and I think about that leaving a legacy and what kind of side of that, the, the life advice and, and trying to do the right thing uh, on a regular basis. You know, I, I talked about this recently to somebody, you know, how I started to come up with that. I would put do start with small things like putting my right sock on first and then my left and then, putting my right leg in my jeans first or reaching for something first with my right hand. That's why I'm always, uh, it guides me towards doing the right thing. Subconsciously, somehow there was a connection in there for it with me. If I'm always with my right hand, then I always do the right, try to do the right thing first. And that's kind of where that came up with. Uh, so I've been, yeah, I still even do it today. That's good though, man. It's discipline and yeah. guidance. You know, like you, you, yeah. you set that discipline up and you set that, that mindset to do that all the time. And then it becomes repetitive. You're doing it and it'll actually show for others too. Cause they'll start picking that up and they'll start seeing what you're doing. And they're like, wait a minute, or they're going to ask and be like, why do you do this? And then you get an opportunity to tell them and they're like, wow, maybe I'll start doing something like that too. You know? That's cool. That's awesome. Yeah, and that it, it's fun. It's fun because it extends into jujitsu too. Um, 
we're uh, like curriculum wise, we're, we're showing like stuff from transitioning from side to uh, north south and control okay. techniques, concepts and attack techniques from north south. I love north south. I love pass, trying to pass the guard because it's really, it's a really hard thing to do. But once I get past, it's like, well, okay, now what do I do? I get away from the hips and the legs. So I was able to be able to mm. teach them. I was like, hey, guys, this is what I do because I do it to most of you. So this, sure. <laughs> this, is, what I'm do- this is what I'm doing. So, you know, and that way, yeah, and pay it forward. But on the, on the tail end, you know, teaching that to them, it also not only does it give to them, I get to see it in a different light. And ultimately, you know, I'm teaching it, so I have to be able to teach it correctly. And somebody is going to do something in there that's going to have to make me readjust. Sure. So that I can improve my game. So that way I can give back around when it comes back again. Yeah, like and full uh, circle. It just, yeah, it just perpetually gives back itself. It's that famous Chad statement. I say it's famous. I'm sure people say it, but the what if. Jiu-Jitsu is what if. <laughs> That eight million what ifs. Yes. Yeah, there's always a what if, <laughs> even if it's a, don't get don't get don't get caught in it. Right, it's still a, yes. <laughs> <laughs> what happens when I get there? Don't get don't get there. Yeah, <laughs> I've heard that. How do I get out? Tap. I don't know. <laughs> yep. Yep. Don't, don't get there. <laughs> I haven't figured that out yet. <laughs> <laughs> Do you do seminars, Joel? Do you like go around to do seminars? Yeah, I love to do seminars. Awesome. Um, okay. I'm, I make it very interactive. I love questions. Um, I don't care if they, I don't care if they film it. Um, you know, give me credit for the way I teach it. You know, sure, I don't think yeah. anybody's teaching anything inherently way, way new. Maybe there is, you know, just alteration of a, of an already existing technique. Um, but that's what makes it unique and, makes it yeah. makes our sport progress sure. um, yeah so uh i always enjoy the interaction more than anything because uh i like to make it a good time it's low-key it's very relaxed i, I like the, the the rapport i get with everybody and the interaction i thrive off of that it's a lot of fun for me and good. uh and uh just being able to get back. And then if I'm able to roll, um, and it's like, I've been plagued with injuries since black belt, but, uh, things are, are getting a lot better. So I'm feeling a lot better. <laughs> good. Uh, That's good. Man. <laughs> yeah. It's rough sometimes, <laughs> especially when you try to stay rowdy, you know, and you want to get, you want to push and you want to push and then sure. something happens. You're like, ah, crap. <laughs> I'm back to light rolling for another three weeks. <laughs> right. So, right. And playing defense and getting mauled. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, my plan, you know, 2020 kind of messed up seminar because I wouldn't have Joel up for a seminar, um, which will, you know, we'll get that on maybe later this year or something, get him to come up. But um, I was fortunate up to go up to uh, Jacob Props' place and do a seminar with Joel. I don't know. It's got to be three years ago now, probably. A coyote guard or leche guard stuff. And it was awesome. Yeah, man. Um, you know, and I don't show anything that I don't use regularly. Right. Um, even if it's just like a transitional move, like um, like using De La Hiva or something like, uh, you know, even into X-Guard. Or I don't, those aren't a part of my A-game. Right. Sure. But I use them, I, I do use them to get me somewhere. So 
it's important that uh, for me that I give what I'm doing exactly. Um, you know, I always give my A game. I don't care. Study it. You know, you just got to stop me from doing it. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, like you said, you know, you said, well, not nobody's teaching anything that crazy different, but everybody's teaching their what if. We just talked about the what if, right? Yeah. So everybody's got their own little, Definitely. you know, their own little swing on things. It makes it so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's... And to be in the game as long as we have and still see something that we haven't seen is just crazy. I remember the first time I showed, I grabbed James. I was like, hey, man, check this out. And he looked at me and he walked over and he grabbed his phone and he started dialing it. I was like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm putting it in my phone so I can, so I can do it later. I was so proud <laughs> that I had... Sh- showed him something that he went back and put in his phone. I was like, man, that's, that's a student moment right there because I, I felt great. Uh, Absolutely. Um, but it's even just in the minor details, you know, the way, you know, we're all three of us are, are, you know, know how to do a triangle, but inherently, man, those are th- definitely three different types. Of triangles. Sure. So yeah. uh, what works for you isn't going to work for Chad and isn't going to work for me. And what works for me won't work for you, you know? biomechanics, body, you know, body structure, stuff like that all plays into it. Yeah. Yeah. I can't swing my legs around like Chad does. <laughs> which, is, which is, which ultimately is the hard part of jujitsu. I used to say train with somebody that said jujitsu is easy. And I was like, yes, on the outside, there's a pure technique. Sure. Everybody does the same technique, but getting it to work efficiently for you is the hard part getting your body used to the movement. No, that's, you know, you, you guys have seen it, you know, probably hundreds of times that new person who comes in and they just have no idea how to move their body. Oh yeah. Yeah. And they're like, man, what the hell is going on? And the biggest one that is, is trying to shrimp. Yeah. (laughs) It's the hardest damn thing. Cause it's like, man, what are you doing? I'm all backwards and it looks funky. But once you start getting it, I think once you get a shrimp down, you can do almost anything. And you get <laughs> it's funny because this is a terrible comparison, but I'm like, so my seven-year-old started jujitsu at the gym you know, a couple months ago or whatnot. And it was hilarious watching him learn how to shrimp. And I was like, wow. I was like, I look like that once. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We all, you know, we all did. Um, even though I was, you know, I was a, a decent wrestler coming into the sport, you know, I had my awkward stuff. No, I understood grappling mechanics, but not not in entirely in this way. Sure, you know, it's been a great learning experience, and you know, even still is to this day. That helped me too. Um, and Pete and I have talked about it in the past, uh, like my base and my ability to have a different base or have a stronger base or whatnot is because I wrestled a little bit. So even though it was years and years and years ago, it still came back to me once I got on and started doing stuff. So it was like, Oh, okay. You completely suck at jujitsu, but at least you can do this. You can have this base and you kind (laughs) of, you you know, you can kind of do this a little bit and I can try to get people off of me. Other than that, you know, it was like, "Eh, okay. And then when I started getting the hang of it and, and I, you know, obviously, and every person does this, you know, obviously I was spaz, super like just one to hold on super tight instantly as a white belt. And then I pretty fast was like, yeah, this isn't really worth it. 
Like this isn't really worth like holding on and going crazy like this, just slow down and relax and let whatever happens happens and learn that way. And so that's what I started doing. And I felt like I picked it up uh, pretty quickly from a mind standpoint. So that was, that was me yelling at him too, and, though. Joe. Yeah, constantly. <laughs> You'd be yelling stand across. Up, Terry, yeah. Stand up. I'd be on my knees. Sometimes like, you need that. Yes, I'd be on my knees all the time, like in guard. You know what I mean? I'd be on my knees and no be, knee wrestling. Yeah. He'd be yeah. yelling across the mat. Terry, stand up. Terry, stand up. Now it's like it. Every time I swear it's in my head. Like instantly, I'm just stand up. Like I, I hardly ever pull go pull guard. If I do, I'm planning on doing something already going in, and I'll do that. But most of the time, it's like, nope, I'm standing up, and we're either going to a takedown or I'm going to try to. If you pull guard, I'm stepping in, <laughs> and I'm trying to pass because I've been, you know, I've been trying to, um, you know, being traditional wrestler, I want to take it down. Obviously, I love to push and tap in. But, you know, I was probably halfway through my purple belt where I thought, man, if you really want to progress, you're going to have to, have to learn how to work the body. Um, so when we did a lot of scoop pass or submit, I would make myself earn the right to be in the middle and, and stay in and be able to use, be able to work my sweep. So I had to get my pass first, which worked my passing. Then when I got, then when I would pass somebody start and I got to earn the right to be in the middle to sweep or submit, then it was okay. I need to sweep here. You know, okay. I'm, like I said, I'm five five. So in a twenty nine inch instance, the triangles aren't my forte. <laughs> I can teach them great, but I can't. You know, being able to short and stubby, thick legs, man. Once I get it on, you're screwed. You're going to sleep. I was going to say, yeah. Once yeah. you lock it in, there's no coming. <laughs> yeah, out. yeah, no. <laughs> um, no, but getting there is a hassle. But um. I knew I had to be able to sweep from there. So then my bottom game started to really, really um, take off. And even now, I still, I still pull quite a bit because I want, I need to be able to be in that trouble situation where sure. if I can't get out, I need to be able to tolerate it. I need sure. to be able to survive right. and, and, and be okay with it. Um, but it's, it's led me into like using, like when I went up to Jacobs and, and he came up with Chad and teaching Coyote going. And, um, no, you know what I'm doing to get into there. You going to compete still? You got any, yeah, any plans um, to compete? I don't have any plans, but um, I want to. I need to get through this wedding, and I'm putting a lot of working a lot. So um, I want to get through that and get through this wedding, and then that's that's priority. The thing is, if I don't, even if I don't compete, I'm still getting better and. Uh, come competition time, um, with my fiance and Steph, she's a purple belt. She's just it. Oh, uh, nice. Okay. Yeah. It, it, so I, you know, it come down to like, you know, sit down and tell her, it's like, hey, I need to be at the academy this weekend. And all she says is, okay. Because she gets it. You know, once I get, hey, I want to do this training, I need this at the beginning. And she says, it's okay. And it is awesome to be able to have that support. She's been there and she's competed and she gets, she, she gets it. So it, it's not to be. Sure. Yeah. She knows what that's like. Yeah. What man, which makes yeah. me want to train more, you know, and make her, make her proud of, you know, the effort that I'm doing. Cause it's been rough at black belt, man. Um, I never even competed in IBJJF in a gi until brown belt. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. Yeah. So now, um, 
being in like Masters three all these years and now in Masters four age division, you know, I got these guys that are, you know, my first IBJJF tournament, the guy was a four strike black belt. I about oh, wow. freaked out. I called James out of the stands and he, he comes down. He's like, what's wrong? And I was like, man, there's like 30 stripes on his belt. <laughs> like, <laughs> what is happening? I know. I was like, man, this is horrible. Jim's like, hey, man. He's like, you're a black belt. He's... And then I only lost 2-0. You know, uh, see? And, you know, and I've had three matches with the guy that it, with the guy, and it's gotten even tighter throughout that. He's one of my favorite guys um, to compete against, compete against, uh, even though I've never beat him because it's it, it's a hard match. It, it's a very intelligent, sure. hard match. Um, born and raised Rio de Janeiro, and just old school mm. Carlson Gracie Jiu Jitsu, so he has a very good guard. Uh, I enjoy competing against him. Was, you know, I look for the tough matches. I like those gritty ugly stuff it makes you mentally stronger too to do that i mean some people can take it as a you know a bad thing but like i think you're embracing it like you like competing against him now because you know it's going to give you that kind of challenge and it's like a goal you know what i mean it's like i'm gonna keep fighting for this goal (laughs) like i'm not just gonna walk away from this (laughs) you know and he's out of chicago and there's another guy out of chicago you know i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say names but i I love uh, a different guy that i love competing against because it's hard uh, it, it, it's difficult, and I don't think it should be easy. Um, sure, when you yeah. go out, you know, it wouldn't be worth it if it was. If I just went out and murked everybody, <laughs> yeah, right, right, you know. But, but when you have to, you know, get through sometimes blood because I've been headbutted in matches. I got headbutted down here uh, some years ago at the Nashville Open, like their first one, they first or second one they had. Oh man, a guy just right in the eyebrow, <laughs> and he he did it really good. So it looked at unintentional. I was going to ask you that. that but, I've been, man, but I've been, I've been on the mats. I've been wrestling since 1984. I know what a headbutt is. <laughs> you knew right away. I, so, and it was okay. And the, it was funny because the, the paramedic on the sideline, he just put some Vaseline in and goes, there you go. I'm like, Hey man, check this out. I got 46 seconds to try to make something happen. So you're going to have to do better than this. Okay, he just looked at me and I was like, I was like, I was like, yeah, because it's gonna, it's a head wound. We all know what head wounds do. They bleed like bleed crazy. like crazy, man. Yeah, yeah, you know, you get a scratch and it look like you know mm-hmm. Jason Meyer, you know Michael Myers cut your face <laughs> so off. <right. laughs> yeah. So you throw, yeah, throw sweat and adrenaline into that. It's oh, a mess. Man, I'm telling you, yeah, it's a mess. It's a massacre out on the mat. Court now. So, yeah. um, I was like, man, you're gonna have to get some tape. Tape my head. I don't care. But I went out and actually pulled the half guard. He backstepped and I went to come out the back door and uh, started to stand up. And that was the end of the match. And because I engaged the grappling, I got the referee's decision. Nice. So, okay. so, so that was to let you know, Terry, that uh, sometimes pulling guard gets you the match. <laughs> I'll remember that too. <laughs> and I'll look at someone and be like, listen, I engaged in this. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's good. That's good. I'm glad you can compete still, man. Cause I think you work too hard not to. <laughs> uh, it's a, I like it. It's fun. I turned it around. Um, some years ago when I started doing the, like a lot of mental exercises, I've always been a very visual uh, sure. person as a kid, man, you know, um, 
<laughs> my grandfather uh, being a recliner, I was a, I was a tiny kid, you know, four or five years old, and uh, you know he'd shake me and I'd try to climb down and he'd tell me about the crocodiles that were going to get me. They weren't crocodiles, they weren't alligators, they were crocodiles. And I would shriek and giggle, and but I always had this had this mental thing going on where I could see it in my head. Um, so when I started, actually when I started powerlifting, I started to do that. I would visualize. Uh, if I knew we were doing squats at night, I was visualize me. I already knew what I was going to do, what weights I was going to do for the workout. And I already knew I was going to make my lifts uh, by the time I made it down there. So when I transitioned over to MMA and then now jujitsu, uh, I, I use the same mental approach. I see myself going through. It doesn't matter if I'm, if I'm doing a ruck, um, I picture doing a match in my head. You know, if I'm climbing up the hill, this is the hard part of the match. Sure. You know, I'm, I'm working out of a submission or I'm in a bad position. But no matter what, during any type part of the visualization process, I always see myself ending up winning. And I, almost, I always see myself on top of the podium. And when... Uh, right at the end of purple in, see, I got my purple in 2000, January of 2011. So it would have been towards the end of 2013. Um, I won double go to Nogi pants and then a, this actually picks in with the story. So, um, a teammate right after Nogi pants, I won my first, um, open or division and open because I had one division four in the end of uh, 2011 okay. New York. And um, I came back from New York and uh, I didn't know that they kept rankings for your age division and your belt. I had no idea about that. <laughs> and a team, a teammate of mine sent me a, a screenshot and I, and I had to process it and look at it. And I was like, Holy shit, this is, got me ranked at third in the world at <laughs> old man purple belt and my very first thought was how how do i be number one <laughs> nice that was that was my very very first thought how do i how can i be number one and i knew i had to go to nogi worlds um i had a person buy a bundle of private lessons from me um wrote me a check for a thousand dollars and I had my trip to Nogi Worlds and then went out and I won my first two world championships. Nice. No, at Purple Belt, won my, um, my division and won uh, Open also uh, for the first time. And wow. then I got Brown Belt after that. And th then it, it turned into a, a game of what's what, what else can I do? That's. It's like, okay, it's like, okay, that was really awesome. I'm going to stick this off to the side over here. And just keep going. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. What's next? So, okay. You know, Chicago open, let's attack. So then I'm formulating a game plan and I'm already mental going through my mental picture. I'm already playing it like a movie in my head. Um, you know, every time I'm doing, like I said earlier, every time I'm doing a set of an exercise, that's a match. So I'm, I'm, I'm really pushing myself physically by visualizing my jujitsu matches um, mentally. So it was a really strong, really strong combination. And really, man, at that point, um, the, what really kept me 
um, winning. Um, brown belt was God. Brown belt was really good for me, man. Okay. Um, I don't talk about it a whole lot, but um, <laughs> well, I mean, you know, because I, I think at the end of fourteen, I went to Masters Worlds. Um, I lost in division at in a referee's decision. I think that was the first time I lost that year. Oh, year at brown belt. Um, then uh, I lost in the open. Uh, I got I, I tore my LCL in my right knee. Oh man, during? And, and, uh, yeah, during the open match. Ooh, okay. Um, um, and then came back and I lost in the open. And at the Chicago Open, I won division, lost in the open, and then I didn't lose again for the rest of the year. Wow. Got my black, but that was in 2015 and got my black belt at the end of the year. Nice. Wow, that's awesome. So, you know, like, um, both Chicago Opens, um, I didn't, <laughs> I got, I actually got revenge on the guy who beat me spring in, in 15. He was an ultra heavyweight. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, that was so, so gratifying. Um, you know, cause he got this freak, he got this freak ankle lock and I just looked over at James. I was like, that, 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 that's not going to happen again. So I, I actually trained, I trained all summer, uh, man, I've really pushed myself really hard, um, physically, um, with the strength and conditioning, I was grappling extra and pushing it really hard. Um, and when I got to Chicago in the fall for the first time ever, nobody was in my weight class. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, for the first time ever. And guess who I had in the first round of the open? <laughs> I had like, the ultra heavyweight and I was like, I'm going to kill you. I'm wrecking you today, <laughs> man. You know, and, uh, and, and uh, the match went really well, man. I took him down. I passed his guard. You know, was all over him. I was working him and then ended up uh, hitting him with a choke. Um, it was a clock on the pass, and he and I'm now I might have made him tap a couple extra times. Um, <laughs> but um, you know, that's that little bit of satisfaction for you know, I got yeah. I got you back. You know, sure. you got me now. You know, right. you're, you're tit for tat. You know, and I'm coming back. So. Not, I think he wasn't um, ready. <laughs> I think um, that Chicago Open is one of the most probably stacked regional IBJJF tournaments too, year after year. Man, it's Chicago always big. Yeah, yes. it's big. It's great though, man, because I think it's a uh, it's an awesome thing, especially in the Midwest for the Jiu-Jitsu community. Yeah, that's the last and only IBJJF tournament I've ever done. It was a, I was a purple belt and probably shouldn't have done it. But <laughs> I, I drove, I left on a Friday and took the day off of work and drove 10 hours oh, man. here to, man. to Chicago because I mean, I really like the tournament, um, sure. yeah. but do you live in Tennessee then when yeah. you, when you, okay. Yeah. I moved nice. down here at, at, uh, well, no, not then I moved down here at the end of 2015. Okay. Um, right when I got my black belt. James getting my black belt on the way out. Nice. <laughs> here you go. Here you go. Hey, here See you, you go. later. Go, go get away. out of here. No. <laughs> <laughs> James would never say that. <laughs> no. Um, you know, uh, had some issues down here. I came back to, I went back to Indiana for a year. 
And then uh, that was, it was a bad time and a good time. Um, good time jujitsu wise. Uh, it, it was funny because I was injured at the time and I went back, I got back in the middle of the week and James and AJ were like leaving the very next week to go to Masters Worlds and then to another tournament. So they were going to be gone like three weeks. Mm. They're like, oh, hey, good. You get to teach now that you're here. Bye. <laughs> 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 but it was a lot of fun, um, you know, because I've always lived away from Indianapolis. Mm. And then I was living in Indianapolis. So I got to train with, you know, train with the team at, at, at the headquarters. Um, for a little over a year and um you know james always trusted me to be able to teach and it, it was great to be able to have that environment and, and finally bond with you know form a real bond with um my team there um because i'm always i've always lived away sure Indianapolis, so it's good to be able to train with them directly every day that's awesome yeah that's good are you uh what academy are you training out of now I train at Ray Casillas Academy. It's a Tennessee Brazilian Jiu Jitsu Academy. Okay. It's in uh, Spring Hill, Tennessee, uh, south of uh, Nashville. Nice. Do you do you teach Very too? Nice. Do you get to teach classes there, um, or you just train uh, on occasion? Um, okay. Ray is out right now. Okay. Um, he initially we thought it was his ACL, then it was ACL, then when he got it in there, they found out it was in his MCL too. Ooh, both. So. Yeah. Um, He's on recovery, so um, the other black belts um, are pitching in and doing what we can to make sure the classes are running smoothly nice. and uh, everything's pretty seamless. You no, know, and it's nice, man, and it's it's crazy because on a on a Wednesday night you can have anywhere from minimum of six black belt uh, to as many as 12 or 13 wow and wow 40 plus people 40 plus people on the mat wow that's how i was going to ask you how many students you guys have like regularly so 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 there's a lot of depth um you know ray is even <laughs> from time to time he's like hey man you want to teach tonight and i'm like but but you're here <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're here coach and um, he's like, I know, but I, you know, but I want to, I should be utilizing, utilizing my other black belts too. So sometimes there's some spontaneity and then, um, you know, Ray does this full time. So sometimes he, he needs a night off too. And sure. he, he's got a, he's got a whole um, line of black belts to choose from who he would like to run class for him. So that's, that's, that's pretty good. Yeah. That te teaching keeps, keeps you on your game though, I think too. Right. It definitely does because to be able to, to be able to show it, be able to do it is one thing, be able to teach it is completely everything. Way different. Um, it makes you look at uh, what you do more hypercritically and it makes it different because then you have to break it down. Yeah. It's like a refer it's like a refereeing. Okay. I see like that. Brown belt and I was like, man, I should have been doing this for a much longer time because it makes yeah. you look, the, the connection for me there is it makes you look at jujitsu jiu differently. Um, That's what I was going to ask you. If it did like your approach versus from training, doing it yourself, putting in all, you know, your work and stuff. And then when you have the opportunity to teach somebody, does it make you look at it differently? 
Definitely, because I have to, because um, there's a lot of details sometimes I feel to get missed. Hmm. Okay. They're vital. You know, we have our basics and then we have the fundamentals around every, every basic thing. Sure. And a lot of the times those fundamentals is what is, is the magic in the, in the, in the technique. Sure. That makes sense. No, that makes complete sense. Yeah, it does. The, be- yeah. the best thing too, for me teaching as much as I do, and it still happens to this day is I'll have a white belt say, Hey, why did you put your hand that way? And I'd be like, what are you talking about? And I'll have to go back. It's yeah. just some, some little thing that I don't even realize I'm doing, but it's a key detail that yep. somebody will catch. I do. Yeah. That happened last week when I was showing everything with, north, you know, my North South stuff, because I do it so much yeah. that I forget sometimes that, you know, why is my hand this way and not that way? Or why am I positioned here with my, with my knee or why is my, how come I'm sitting at an angle? You know, we don't realize we're doing that stuff until somebody somebody asks. It's fantastic. Yeah. I love that part of it too. Like for me, that's the, I'm, I'm so big on technique and a lot of anything I ever do. So I really pay attention to that. I try to really break down whatever they're doing. And like, I will say, Hey, coach Chad, come here. I'm like, you have your hand like this. Is there a reason why you have your hand like that? (laughs) (laughs) Or you're exactly at this angle. Like, why are you at that angle? Does that matter? You know, and it doesn't always matter, but it's just my, the way my mind works is I look at it as an opportunity to say to myself, oh, maybe that's going to matter in, you know, a five minute match or just a role or something. I need to be 60 degrees and not 30 degrees. You know what I mean? Like yeah, 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 yeah. So I always, I look at jujitsu now that I'm in, you know, for, for a while here at that way, I look at it like that. And we've talked about this. We were just talking about this recently, Chad and I, you know, like jujitsu is not for everybody. You know, like it's, um, go ahead. Let me say this. Yeah. I'm going to say jujitsu is for everybody, but not everybody is for jujitsu because. Okay. Those, those, even those, some of those that come in, a lot of those that come in don't stay. Sure. So it's, everybody is not for it, but I believe it's for everybody. Sure. That's a, yeah, that's a, some people can't tolerate it, man. Yeah. Some it's, people just can't take it. Those people that it's their ego or, or, you know, they, they, they come in to get their clock cleaned by, by some slick female purple belt that just murks them. <laughs> and he's like, man, you know, he's not coming in, man. This chick kicked my, just kicked my ass. I'm not coming back in there. Never right? going back so, there again. Not doing but, that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. I know what you mean. <laughs> no one knows I was ever here and no one's ever going to know I was here because <laughs> that girl just whipped me. <laughs> Dude, we, yes. she can show you how she did that. Sure. Yeah. It'll make it easy. It'll make it awesome right. for you. Uh, so yeah, that's the best I, thing to do too. Like tell people like, just ask, man. Like they were in the same boat you were in when you walked in the door. So what are they going to do? They're going to start screaming at you and, and calling you whatever. No, they're not going to do that. They're going to go, this is what you have to do. Obviously it's going to take time. It's easier said than done, but they're not going to like reject you. Cause you're there. You're trying to learn, you know, the same, at least in my opinion, that's what I've seen so far in the jujitsu community. It's like, if you and I were rolling Joe and I was like, man, how did you do that? You're going to be like, well, don't get there. I'm, I'm <laughs> suspecting you're probably going to be like, look, man, 
like this and this and this is what you do and you know whatever you know what i mean like your technique like you were just saying like it's your yeah. some your technique the way you do things like i try to tell people you, need, like, you know that's how yeah. jujitsu is it's still i great. needed you to do this so i had to do this right yeah. right yeah. exactly so don't do that <laughs> <laughs> next time <laughs> and that's all i'm looking for i'm like oh crap i can't do this and then something else happens and i'm like son of a okay <laughs> <laughs> no i'm just kidding that's part of the swiss army <laughs> blade, swiss yes. blade so, yeah i don't get you here there's something connected to it that i didn't tell you about yeah for sure you know it's, it's funny and I, and I like to you know and i like to teach that i like to teach in a like a series um you know, if i show something mm. i want to do something that connects with it right away that way if i don't hit it one way i can hit it the, i can hit something else the other way and then swing back of, you know, maybe throw in another, uh, throw in another technique. Um, sure. Yeah. That, that goes right along with, um, even like teaching for class. Um, usually I don't go any more than two techniques. Okay. I don't, I, I like to show a couple and they're always, uh, almost like, what do I call married to each other? Mm -hmm. Um, you can't, yeah, if you could do one. Yeah. Chad so, says that a um, lot. Yeah. Um, cause I allow plenty of drilling time cause I don't, I, I don't, I don't care how fast you can, do. I don't, I don't give a shit how fast you can do. Sure. I want you to do it. I want you to do it right. right. So, um, we will, I'll, I'll let him drill and drill and drill and drill and drill and drill. And then, you know, then you find the higher belts corner and now they've, they've drilled a whole bunch already. And now they're, now they're talking about counters to what to do. <laughs> <What you showed. laughs> yeah. So it was always the one group over off to the corner. That's, talking, that's working on counters for uh, on what you just showed. <laughs> so I can't, I can't really say anything because I've been in that group too. So yeah, we've all been there. Sure. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. <laughs> that drilling technique, was that just something that you ingrained in yourself or was that like taught to you? Right, came um, from wrestling a little bit, I would imagine, right? Yeah, it definitely came from wrestling. But um, I always knew uh, if uh, drilling created, and that probably comes from wrestling. I knew that drilling created, um, you know, muscle memory. If I sure, do this, yeah, I'm, my body's going to remember it. Yep. Um, and after a while, you won't have to think about it. You just, you just move. Yeah. Um, that's why I ask because I use the muscle memory verbiage a lot to people and I'm like you're building muscle memory it's just about anything you do I know it's a, maybe a dumb analogy but you're like hey you learned how to ride a bike right well you didn't just jump on it like you built this muscle memory to constantly do it over and over again and yeah. eventually you don't think about it you just do it you just do it and, and as much as I love drilling I love conceptual stuff too um there's a lot of in-betweens that you're not just going to get in pure technique. Sure. Um, so, so I, I, I go back and forth in between the two. Um, and I, I said, I just have fun with it. I try to yeah. make it fun for me because then it's fun for everybody else. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. yeah there, there was a stage at mid purple. I was a two stripe purple belt and I hated training. <laughs> Um, I was going to ask you if there was ever a point where you wanted to quit or you hated it. Yeah, man. I, I would sit outside and I would just look at the door and I did not want to go in, but I kept making myself. And then I was like, okay, this something has to change. Um, so I started treating it as a game 
Um, it started actually, that's when I started really giving more presence to what mm-hmm. I was doing. I wasn't worried about end of the night rolling or, or anything else like that. I gave to the moment and um, drilled with intent on, on what I was doing. It, sure. you know, it was a very purposeful drilling. And then when it came to rolling, um, I'd, I turned it into what can I get away with? And how long can I get away with it for? <laughs> and if I didn't get, you know, and if I didn't, if I only got away with something for 30 seconds, next time I have to get away with it for longer than that. You know, I want to get it. And that's how I turned it into the game. I didn't care. Okay. I got smashed for four and a half minutes. This next time he's only going to smash me for four. If he smashes me. That's fine. But I can't let him smash me for what the same amount of time he smashed me before. So I have to improve on that. And even just even that that's an improving mental game because I'm ta- I'm able to take the the bad positions and the mental struggle of being stuck in a bad spot. Yeah. Yeah. And that's- I've been talking about that a lot over the last couple of months on those small goals. Everybody has this long term goal, which is good. I want to be a black belt, whatever that is. But those small little little things are huge. Like Yeah, man. For I, overall I, progression. Yeah, for your overall progression, yeah. it's like your goal for the night of jujitsu should not be, I'm going to submit Pete, our other black belt. That shouldn't be your goal. It's not achievable right now. And then we'll work from there, you know, or sure. something like that. Uh, he only got me four times tonight. Victory. Victory. Yeah. Right. As, as silly as that might be to some people. I mean, yeah. it's. No, it's I took it. Little goals. When you told me that, you know, obviously Chad and I had this conversation. I had a and everyone goes through this. I'm no special person or whatever, but I had a rough night. It was a Monday night Went in, uh, Chad actually wasn't teaching that night. We did something totally new, wrecked me mentally. Um, and I didn't want to quit, but I was just like, I suck at this. Like I just completely have no idea what I'm doing. And, you know, I came to Chad, talked to Chad openly, you know, and talked about it. And he's, and that's, he said what he's saying right now is like, those small goals, like, don't worry about this other stuff, approach it at these small goals. And I was like, man. So then I just started doing that. Like every night I go in now, I'm there all the time. Um, it was like, I'll go in, get out of my truck and I'll be walking and I go, all right, tonight, this is what you're going to do. And I'll leave and go, all right, that's cool. Cause that's exactly what I wanted to do. And this is all I cared about. I didn't care about if I got submitted or I didn't care about certain stuff. I wanted to do certain stuff and do it every time, every role, no matter who I was rolling with, this is what I wanted to do. And I'll do that. Yeah. And now it's been good. Not that it was ever bad, but at the same time, I was like, okay, this is going to happen. This is just a progression of doing this. I love doing it and it's okay. You know, and Chad said, you don't suck at jujitsu. So then that was good too. (laughs) (laughs) That was always good to hear. (laughs) I was like, okay, go home. Like a little kid. (laughs) I'm a sucker. I'm going home. Right. It's pretty bad. I walk in the door and my wife goes, what's wrong? And I'm like, I suck at jujitsu. And she was like, what? And I'm like, it's awful. And I just walked up, socked upstairs, (laughs) took a shower. (laughs) It's one of those nights where you... You drive home with the radio off. Nobody. Yeah, nothing. it was you nothing. <laughs> it was exactly like that. I was just like, what the heck? <laughs> I remember the first time that happened to me. It was a little bit. It was a little different bit different because I was I didn't even have any stripes on my purple belt. And I went to a Galval seminar mm. and I actually got to roll with him 
and it was yeah uh, no it was horrible (laughs) Uh, i could feel his hands on my gi but every time i turned it was like grappling with smoke it was just every time i turned he was gone gone and and at one swift moment i was completely smashed on my side and he was inside side control and i was like well i can't move so i was like okay i'm just gonna lay here and he popped up and you know after like 15 seconds he's like you okay and i'm like yeah i can't move he's like oh okay and then he started moving again but i spent i rode home questioning all the previous year's training for since i had ever started because i was like man how how is somebody that good it was just another level. And now he's so much better. Sure. You know, yeah. you know it's unbelievable. Um, but as progressing, you know, through the years, you know, and with age comes a little bit of wisdom, I get it. Um, right. You know, not yeah. just not just through training, but matches um, that I've had. Uh, I let one guy's name get to me and, uh, at, at a tournament, and it just wasn't good for me. But it's been great fuel afterwards because I'll never have a match like that again. I sure. don't fight with, I don't fight with fire. Sure. Uh, yeah. So, um, you know, another mental aspect, another, you know, another hash, hash mark for me to, to remember. Yeah. That's awesome, dude. I love it. Good stuff. <clears throat> we won't keep uh, you too much longer, man. No, it's all right, <laughs> man. Um, yeah. My, I, I remember the first time I I was ever on somebody's podcast. Um, I blatantly emailed them. I, all I said was, "Hey, man, you got to have me on your show." <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, "We." They were like, "Man, it was so blunt. We had to have you, you had on." To have you on. Yeah. <laughs> I did. I didn't ask them. I was like, "Hey, man, you need to have me on your show." And it, and it was ninety minutes, and I was like, "Man, what am I going to talk about for ninety minutes?" And it was like ninety <laughs> minutes is over with. It was like, "Man, I went so fast." <laughs> I it does go so fast. Much more, yeah. There's so much more to talk about. Um, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. You know, the, we talked about the mental stuff. Um, I still have to do that. Um, you know, I knew today I wanted to get a strength day. Like you know, we talked about my barrel sure. earlier. Yeah. Um, uh, I used it today uh, for an exercise. Um, Do you swing kettlebells pr- pr- I saw, regularly? Yeah, uh, yeah. I got away from like doing two-handed swings, quite mm-hmm. a, you know a lot of volume training, but that was such a big success for me. For some reason, I don't know why I got away from it, but, but I'm working my way back. Um, nice. I mean, I, I only did 200 reps today. Um, I did a hundred with my 55 and another hundred with my 70. Um, so it's a good, it's a very good solid start. Um, and then like, like the thing with the barrel, um, if you guys have ever watched strongman competitions, they're oh, yeah. all about picking up awkward shit, awkward stuff. <laughs> and that, you know, the thing is, is, um, it didn't never really hit me until I started following, um, Daniel Strauss. Uh, the Hodger Gracie blackout. Yeah, Yeah. Raspberry 8. Man, that dude does some really, really unconventional strength training stuff that's very transferable over to jujitsu. When I started following, that's one of the biggest things that got me carrying with stone lifting and carrying. 
was because he does a lot of it. Um, he has a, actually a series that he put out called uh, Stones and Strangles. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. So, yeah, super, super cool series. But um, it's anything that's like geared towards like the kettlebells. I know that's a lot of posterior chain, especially my very basic two-hand swing. Um, what's important in jujitsu? Posture. Yeah. What's, you know, my swing is my posterior chain. What's health? My posture. So it's transferable over. So I use that mental cue to swing back and forth in between the two. Um, Turkish get-ups, man. Uh, you know, there's sometimes you got to stiff arm somebody. There's my Turkish get-up. So there's always, I try to always make sure that I'm whittling down for more efficiency in my lifting uh, that way because I want everything transferable. Sure, um, yeah. Uh, functional. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, and I was so, even before I got into kettlebells, um, I was so worried about losing a lot of my pure strength. Um, and I might not be able to hit some of the numbers that I hit on a weight pile before, but I'm strong in other ways that that couldn't have made me strong. Absolutely. Right. Yeah, for sure. And, and, and a lot of people say like, you know, I'm physically, I, I know I'm strong and, it, and uh, I'm okay with using that as an asset. Running. Yeah. <laughs> You're strong. Thank you. I work really hard at it. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you mean you're not just that way? <laughs> no kidding. I woke up like this. Right. <laughs> you know, there was a guy, big, big guys at the gym old, you know, we always tell big guys, Hey, be careful. Don't, don't be a jerk or don't smash people. But there's a difference between being, strong and using your your gift i guess versus just being a jerk and smashing people i always say it'd be like telling me not to be flexible that's not fair i'm fl i'm gonna use it sure yeah and you absolutely should and you should absolutely yeah man i'm if you if it's for you if it works for you you should use that man i'm a big advocate for that i don't know i i guess i'm just i'm a little different you know i, I i'm all about what works for, and again, that's that positivity. I want to want everybody to see you can't compete because I want you to win too. Right. Sure. Right. I, I mean, like outside of a tournament, you know, that's competition, but man in life and, you know, cause jujitsu is part of life. I can't, you know, Chad, you know, you've been in it forever, man. You know how it affects your life outside of the mats, man. It, mm. it, it permeates every part of your being because it helps with decision-making and, and critical thinking skills. Uh, wouldn't do anything else. Wouldn't do anything else. Yeah, not. not I think I forgot my point. That I wouldn't do it. <laughs> I, I, would, I, would, I wouldn't do anything else. I know I get random sometimes. Sorry. No, that's good, man. No, it's good. I get, I, get, I get on a rant and I go. <laughs> <laughs> that's what. That's what we're doing here. That's what we do at Limitless Radio Cast, right, Chad? We just like to hang out, man, and we just like to chat and just like we're some guys either hanging out on the mat training or sitting around having a drink or whatever man that's kind of the way we like to run it you know we're all friends we're family yeah, we're all in the same community awesome. you know you got to tell joe before i forget people that watch your instagram videos tell them what you're smelling before you left oh yes <laughs> <laughs> okay so um everybody's seen the uh, the, the ammonia caps that they that, that they do they'll help revive you uh if you're you know like loopy or unconscious to help step back 
So what I have is um, is a business deal with um, with Dave Underwood, and um, uh, um, it's called Gorilla Piss Ammonia Inhaling, um, and it's man, and it it is staunch. I've I've smelled smelling salts before. I've cracked one and I smelled one, and it's not it's it's at a, at a, it's at a lower level than than, than Gorilla Piss yeah um, and the fresh bottle that i have um isn't even activated yet you take the cap off and you turn it upside down you fill it up with water and then uh, you dump it in the powder in the thing and shake it around and then it activates uh, and then it's even stronger i can't so, imagine <laughs> it and it's brought tears to my eyes it's made me stagger before a lift but man when you need that extra you know it's funny because I had I had uh, Brady. Brady's uh, my fiance, seventeen year old. Um, I'm big on trying to. He's a wrestler, so I'm trying to you know push him towards doing some extra strength stuff and stuff. Sure. I had him outside do it, carrying a stone one day, and I had him smell it, and he picked it up, carried it back, and he's like, "Man, that's like a superpower." I'm like, "That's because that, that's because it is a superpower. <laughs> 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 it is a superpower. You know, it's it's." Uh, one of the very first things I ever got taught about mental performance um, was somebody talked about the haka uh, and the, with the Maori and, and, the, and the tribes, um, mm-hmm. the island tribes, man. And it was a, a war dance. It was a, it was a presentation. And it was getting their game face on. Yeah. That was, that was huge for me. It's, you know, how am I getting my game face on? And man, that with, for my workouts, that's what I need right there. When I need that, when I need to hit the stratosphere, and I take a big whiff and it, man, it makes my eyes water and I'm ready to go. And I'm, and I'm just, you know, I hit that growl and I'm ready to go. Sure. Man. Did you start doing it when you were powerlifting? Like that's, did you go from salt? Obviously this, you know, evolved into what you have now, but did you kind of, cause I know like a lot of power lifters, that's where they, they start doing that. They start smelling things or whatnot, you know, to get that boost. It was a little later. I was well into powerlifting before I was okay. able to do it. Um, and then I found it. And I was like, oh, my God, this is great. <laughs> 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 Whoa. Hey, you know, this is awesome. Rah, you know? And uh, everybody knows I'm, I'm, I'm really big into to Norse mythology and, and sure. stuff like that. Yeah. You can tell from the, some, a lot of the stuff I post. Um, a lot of people aren't aware that that Thor had a son named Modi and Modi was uh, Lord, his Lord of the Berserkers. And everybody knows about the Berserkers, man. They yeah. were crazed, man. They ran into battle. They didn't have any chain mail. They didn't have any armor. They were biting their shields and they went in with, with their furs on into battle. And if, even if they got cut, it didn't phase them. They just kept killing people. They were really uncontrollable and really meant to, to me that that's having passion for the fight. Sure. Um, um, when you put together like the, like the old Norse alphabet or, or the runes, um, and when you bind some of the runes together, it makes it even more powerful. Um, I had a, a Modi bind rune made, and I had it um, put it on, my, on the front of my neck. And I wanted it there because that way I would always remember um, the trial going through having that put on the front of my neck. Mm. Because... 
that isn't a you know that's a special place for a tattoo because i never said <laughs> i said i would never go up on my neck or go on my hands for tattoos <laughs> and now you know now here we are <laughs> yeah here we are Joe, so, you're running um, out of room <laughs> <laughs> man i'm telling you um god if she did if she wouldn't stab me i would get something on my head it's, <laughs> so just grow you know, your hair gonna, man just put it underneath uh, the hair and then let the hair grow out i like, thought about i thought about that <laughs> uh and, and then my luck i would go bald right yeah that's <laughs> what happened afterwards you'd be like For oh, sure it's not coming back <laughs> no but um it my idea with it was was you know i pay homage to that you know that passion and that, that ferocity uh that you should have you know, your enjoyment, it should be an enjoyment, excitable passion for whatever you're getting ready to do, whether it's another set of swing kettlebells, or whether it's getting ready to roll with somebody or even f- square off against somebody in the tournament. And you should always fight the hardest you can fight. Sure. Yeah. In, in that moment, man, you should, you should live in that moment. In and moment. that's pa- that, yeah, that's passion yeah. and having a love for the fight, love for the battle. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. important. it's super important. Yeah. It's a great way to, um, to approach things. I teach my, I have three kids and I teach my kids that way too. It's like, you know, I'm not telling you to be, you know, not teaching them to be like jerky or anything, but I'm like, you have to have like strength in you and have a passion about doing what you're doing. And you know, even from yeah. school work or whatever, I'm like, look, like, I know that you say the schoolwork sucks, but look at the end of the day, you're pushing, you got to grind, you got to do this and have passion in you to do it. And then you're going to be great at it and just keep pushing, you know? And that wouldn't that be great if he was like, man, I got homework tonight and I'm getting ready to murder it. Be great. <laughs> it would be great. Yes. And I would be oh man, where'd that come uh, from? That's awesome. Yeah. yeah go yeah. kick its ass. Yes. I would be like, <laughs> I might look at my wife. I might pass out. <laughs> that happened. <laughs> what did you give him this morning? Right. Like what happened? Am I in the right house? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, man. I want to get back out and compete. Um, awesome brother. Yeah. I'd love to compete. Uh, I, I, I actually, a lot of people are say a lot of people say it's the crowd, you know, when it, when it comes to competing and they're sure. having a, a, a complex about competing. I don't want to say afraid, but they have a complex about competing because of the crowd. And I turn that around. It's like, man, you know, they, yeah. I look at them like they came here to watch. Yeah, me. Right. Feed off that. You know, man. Like, yes. Just feed. I, yeah. It, I completely flipped around as I walk out. I, I walk a specific pattern every time on my way out on a mat. And I do that intentionally because I want, I want my opponent to get to the middle first. I don't care if he beats me there first. The matching started yet. Sure. I don't care if he beats me to the middle. I'm going to take my time. And as I walk out, I'm looking across the crowd. These guys are getting ready to watch all the hard work I put into we all know the camp leading up to a tournament is the hardest shit. That's when most of your injuries happen. And it's not during the tournament. I'm having four or five matches, maybe, maybe six. And I'm going home on an open mat. I'm having seven, eight, nine, ten matches. And yeah, I'm going home. Yeah. So, but I'm turning this around now. I, now I'm not, Oh, they're looking at me. Now they're watching me. Now I, all the hard work that I just did to get here, to make it here, to make to make make sure I'm strong, to make sure I made weight. My you know my mental processes. I'm getting ready as I make my way from the stands, getting dressed into the bullpen, 
And now I got my key checked and now I'm on the scale. Now I'm waiting in the bullpen to go out. And that's all the process. Each one is another gear forward. Like I'm running, a, like I'm running a big rig, you know? So it's a shift forward in momentum. Now I'm getting ready to go out. Now I'm getting ready to fight with passion, you know, and just approach that in every, in every aspect of, of, of your jiu-jitsu training or your strength training or even work. I put sure, it into action yeah. at work. I love going to work. People are like, oh, it's Monday. I'm like, yeah, man, it's just another day that ends with why. Sure. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Exactly. I get, and I get looked at crazy. I'm like, what? You know, they all end in why. I just got different stuff to different do on different days. Don't differentiate. It's like, I'll never have a good case in the Mondays. You know, I know you guys seen that. Yeah. I know you've seen Office Space. But oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Never have a case of the, <laughs> never have a case of the Mondays. Because that's just not in my style, man. I love it. Monday, man, that's a great, good, awesome. I get to start the week off at work with fire. Sure. And I'm going to carry it through the week. That's what you do too. I mean, it's the best approach for people to understand and to live by because if you don't, then every day can suck. You yeah. know what I mean? Like if you have that attitude and you don't have a good mindset, Monday is like, oh, and I work in an office. And so people would have things up like Monday sock, like they just have like little post up or something, you know, yeah. whatever. And I, I'm, you know, Chad and I were just talking before we were doing the show and I was joking. I was like, oh man, tomorrow's Monday. It's really not a big deal. Uh, I haven't been in the gym oh. for two weeks. So I'm like super excited because <laughs> I'm like, yes, tomorrow's <laughs> class. Like I get to go to class yeah. tomorrow. Yes. Um, but, uh, it, it, you know, like I tell people, I'm like, well, if you don't like being here, then you need to find something else that you like to yeah, do. Why because, are you here? Yeah. There's no reason to do this then, you know, yeah. I used like, to be that guy. Right. Chad, you I and I to, talked about it. Yeah. Man. I used like, to be that guy. I was in warehousing. I drove forklift for, you know, 70, 80 hours a week. Sometimes it was miserable I hated it. And then, you know, I found I was doing jujitsu during that time too, but just makes me appreciate what I, what am I built, what I'm able to do now, you know, even more. Definitely. So teaching a bunch of knuckleheads. No, I'm just kidding. I wouldn't hey, trade it, it for the yeah. world. Man, I, it's okay to have knuckle draggers because man, those are the, those are the ones you want next to you. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I, uh, I, I don't get to see a lot of my like affiliate teammates very much, but I have a huge, huge uh, appreciation for all of them. Cause I know, I know what they're, I know what they're doing. I know what kind of culture they're putting out there. So sure. it makes me proud to, to still be connected and, and, and part of a ultimately part of the community. You now my team's like wet up North from me, <laughs> but you know, but I met Ray. Um, it'll actually be shit on my birthday weekend. I met Ray on my 40th birthday weekend. Um, James had a, an ego training camp and Ray did the Nogi section of it on a Sunday. It was, it was the weekend of my 40th birthday. So I'll know Ray 10 years, uh, right around my birthday. Nice. And it's funny that I met Ray through James and now I moving down to Tennessee. I, I train at Ray's place. So that's crazy. Yeah. That is crazy. It, 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 that's it, wild it, it, how that works, man. Like the jujitsu community is like that so much. It's amazing. I love the jujitsu community. Oh, uh, <laughs> the first time I went to Masters Worlds in 2014, I, you know, I got hurt in the first match of the Open. Uh, I told you guys about that earlier. Yeah. And um, next day, I'm at the airport early. I had to have my rental car turned in by 10 a.m., but my flight wasn't till like three or four o'clock. So 
after a tournament, what happens? You day drink and you eat. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, but, it, <laughs> but my flight delayed. Um, some they had to put a windshield in it or something. So by the time we got to our Phoenix, by the time we got to Phoenix, our connecting flight had already taken off. Uh, they put us in a Holiday Inn for the night. And I was like, hey, man, I got this dude that um, I've been friends with on Facebook for a while because of jiu-jitsu. Um, a guy that I used to run around with moved from Indiana out to Phoenix. And um, before the tournament, he's like, hey, man, you know, this, you guys would really get along. So I'm going to, you know, I'm going to send them, send you a, uh, a recommendation to add this guy. And I added him. We talked here and there, it right off. And it just so happened I got stuck in Phoenix. It was like, hey, man, what are you doing tonight? Text me. And then this, like, 10 minutes later, I get this random number that says, hey, are you in town? So I took a picture of where I was at this Holiday Inn, and I sent it to him. I was like, this is where I'm at. And he said, on the way. I was like, no way. This dude <laughs> shows up at my hotel room door on crutches. Oh, wow. He's got a cast on, I want to say, his right leg. And he's got a bag with him. He used to run a small um, gear line called Destroyer Fight Gear. Uh, he brought me a T-shirt, a couple of brown belts, um, nice. a few other items. Yeah, he shows up like 45 minutes later on crutches. And I was like, holy shit. He's like, no, nah, man, bro, you're way cool, man, to talk to. I thought I wanted to come out and hang out. We hung out till like 3 o'clock in the morning. We, you know, we just hit it off. We hung out. We got some food. And uh, he's like, man, I better go because um, you got an early flight. And I'm like, man, I can sleep on a plane. This is a story I'll be able to tell forever. Nice. And um, fast forward, he was a purple belt at the time. Fast forward now, he just recently got his black belt. Awesome. Good for him. Man. So, uh, yeah, man. And, and we still talk. Very and cool. And we're still friends to this day. And that's something that another reason why I love the jujitsu community. Cause I never, ever met this dude in person. We only talk rant here and there on Facebook and we hit it off. And it was because of jujitsu that him and I are still, still friends to That's this awesome. day. And yeah, it's, yeah, awesome. it's a super cool thing. So uh, we're actually talking about working on getting me down there at his place cool. and uh, doing a, doing a workshop. We're going to get, we're going to get him into East coast too. Right. Oh yeah. <laughs> we'll make it happen. I got some cool stuff I've been working on, man, that I really like that, uh, that I'm, that I'm super excited to show. Sweet. Very so cool. Definitely, man. We'll have, uh, definitely have to work on that. Make, make that happen. Yeah, yeah for sure. I'm, I'm always excited for stuff like that, especially after getting to talk to making new friends in the jujitsu community. I love it. I love hanging out and talking jujitsu, talking shop, you know, all the stuff. I love it. It's awesome. It's good stuff. And so, yeah, if you get to come in, chat will make it happen. It'd be a good time. We'll do <laughs> good time a, do some sure. jujitsu, get some That's, rolling. I was gonna go say, yeah, yeah. Go and, you know, afterwards, I'm all about the meal and and then us all, you know, breaking bread together. Sure. I think, I think that's an important, you know, it's kind of ritualistic. Sure. Uh, in a in a way, you know, we all go to go to battle with each other, you know, rolling and in a way, and, uh, and then go break bread afterwards and celebrate and right on. you know and tell stories and stuff. Yeah. Like that. You know, it's the best. 
And that that's the magic. Yeah. It's the greatest <laughs> yeah. family anyone could be a part of, which I, which I found out very fast after being involved with, you know. Yeah, because you learn a lot about somebody rolling with them because they show you the kind of person that they are. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And that right ultimately, on. and I think that's why we're so bonded together. Uh, why, like, even back in the day when, like, the, the rivalries between schools were so Sure. Crazy. And I get that because if someone tried to mess with my teammates, man, I'll be, you know, I might be one of the oldest guys on the team, but I'm, I, I promise you, I'm pushing you out of the way to get to the front. Sure. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. You're ready to, to, to go. Murder, yeah. To smash somebody for messing with, with, with my teammate, my friend and my teammate. So ultimately, man, it, it, it shows that it brings out our best, uh, brings out the best in people. Yeah. It, or, or even sometimes the worst. Sometimes. Yeah. But, uh, you know, Autumn, my girlfriend, Autumn, is. she said to me before, because she wasn't around the jujitsu lifestyle until she was with me, right? Um, and she's like, how, how do you have so many good friends, what you call good friends? I'm like, I feel just because everybody's humble. I don't have anybody that I would not associate. Like, yeah, I, I recently, within the last six months, have people outside of the academy that I call them. Yeah. <laughs> there are non-jujitsu people that I call friends. Yeah. And for the first time in a long, long time. time. Sure. Yeah. But so, most for the most part, most of our jujitsu friends are very humble people because yeah, of definitely. Because of what we do, you have to be. And the ones that aren't probably aren't going to be in jujitsu that long or yeah, you know, they don't last that long. They don't, they don't last, last that long. That long. Yeah. They can't take it. <laughs> can't take joel smashing them or chad put them in a triangle or <laughs> well no you know it, you know if you miss especially the ones that come in and they misbehave and they're doing stuff that they shouldn't be doing sure um you know you don't want a 200 pound guy white belt that used to wrestle you know smashing the ladies no you know, yeah. you know right. that's yeah the shit creates that, that yeah. shit right there creates green lights yep yeah. Yeah. Right, and all the black belts start lining up and yeah. they were wondering what's going on. And it's an off, like Chad, you've mentioned this too. It's like off the mat too, like representation. Like, you know, we got our, we have sweatshirts on that say team East coach, you know, I got, you know, there's Klingerman's, you know, Logo, you know yeah. logo right there. And, you know, I wear jackets all the time that have that stuff on there. And it's like, no, I'm going to rep legitly humble be courteous to people like represent how i want to be treated and how i want people to see how where i come from now like my teammates like this is how we are this is who we are um you know we will treat you with the utmost respect as long as you're respecting of obviously and i'm not doing anything for you to disrespect me you know so that's also an important thing too so it's like on the mat and off the mat yeah, to do, yeah, yeah. you know it goes back to like a big thing I've talked about on another podcast. That's energy, giving good energy. And yeah, and, and just being an overall good person. And some uh, this lady at work asked me if you know if my ever my cup ever runs runs down. Uh, you know, I had to think about it, but no, man, my that that good my cup never runs runs even it doesn't dry, down to yeah. halfway because when you give something good, even to somebody you don't know. Um, there was this guy that helped me, uh, I was running a machine for the day. It was the first time I had met him. He was a newer employee. And at the end of the I went over and above, he was helping extra. He was doing stuff that he didn't have to do, 
but he had a good attitude about it. And it was the first time I was around him, but he was a little standoffish. Mm. So I made sure I went over and told him, uh, he's walking, I caught up with him. He's like, hey, man, I just wanted to thank you for, for all your help today. And he just kind of looked at me. I was like, man, I really appreciate it, man. You know, have a good day. And I just left it at that. I shook his hand and I turned and walked away. And, but I seen his whole disposition change. Yeah, sure. And, we, and that, that right there multiplies. That oh. gives me so much yeah. more because I changed uh, a perception. I changed a, a, a barrier. It's funny as I tell people all the time, I look, man, I know what I look like. I know what I look like. Sure. Well, so I break down, I break a stereotype. And when I see their disposition changes, that's the magic. That's the good energy that I go back yeah. to that overfills my cup. Why my cup never goes empty and why I'm always perpetually, almost always in a good mood. Because I remember being perpetually in a bad mood. Sure. Yeah. Right. When I, when I was in my early 20s, <clears throat> I was super angry all the time. You know, and, you know, that's Jesus. We could keep going for another three hours over that. Um you know, not, you know, just my basic, you know, even digging back to my life story, you know, and everything. Uh, it's just a lot of dark times. Yeah. And uh, you and I have a lot of that in common. I tell people why, yeah. why I'm so, why I'm so up now, because it feels good to be able to be like, oh, it's the best. It's amazing. It's the best. It's a better way to Thank live. You. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it's not this like it's not stressless because you're still going to have that, but to live like this, to live more up or yeah, more energy and just feeling good or wanting to give someone two seconds of compliments, you know, walking away and it's like, it's all, that's all I had to do. Like, that's all I wanted to do. Like, I'm not looking for anything in return. That's what I wanted to do. And I'm like, I had a rough upbringing at times and I had a lot of dark times and I spent a lot of my life angry. I was angry all the time. I wanted to fight all the time. I wanted to, you know, I was just not, I wasn't a good mindset. And in my early teenage, all through young and then in my twenties, I finally started getting together a little bit better and thank God I met my wife that I'm married to now. <laughs> and the great women in our lives. It always helps. Yeah, you know, so, <laughs> but yeah, I'm with you, Joel. Like, I know what you mean, man. Like, it's cool to, we do that stuff at the gym, you know, like Chad yeah. and I, like, you know, done for the night, shake everyone's hand or whatever, give someone a hug, man. Hey, good. I like to tell Chad all the time, man, great, great teaching tonight. Great coaching tonight. You know, even, just, even with like a, like the younger belts, you know, I've been trying even before class to to make my way around and shake everybody's hands or at least give them a slap and a bump. Yeah. Uh, even even before class yep. uh, starts or even at an open mat, man, you yeah. know, make sure, especially the black belts, because the, 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 we have a lot of visiting black belts on Sunday. So I want to make sure that I always go over and greet them, uh, making them feel welcome. And then I just make my way around the mat and, and talk to everybody, shake their hand. You know, get everybody, you know, try and get everybody smiling and, and yeah. uh, then we get at it. Yeah, then you know? get after it, right? Get yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the bell's getting ready to ring. It's Sunday. It's just... So once it, once, it, once it rings, we're not friends for seven minutes. Right. <laughs> I can love you in seven minutes. <laughs> yeah. I'll, 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 I love smashing you, but right. it's, it's, it's going to keep coming yeah. until we're done. <laughs> cool, man. Well, Joel, thanks so much, brother. Hey, who's sponsoring you? You now? Who's Man, your sponsors? Um, uh, 
Kanan was strict nine. Man, I've been with him for some years now. He's uh, nice. always taking care of me. Yeah, we know um, Kanan. Uh, Chris Hubbard with uh, Fin Scrub uh, Grappling Soaps. Uh, he has belt ranked uh, soaps. So, nice. Uh, yeah, if you want to get all the belt ranked colors and then you have that one guy that just at one whatever belt kept on annoying you that now you get to go home and wash your giblets with the purple belt or the blue belt or the brown belt <laughs> that is awesome i love that so, <laughs> um, but That's um good. You know, it's good product it's great for after training um cool um i still i'm still connected with bronson from um he used to do hellwood norse he's looking himself into another um uh, business venture so we're in between some stuff, but um norse fitness um i actually had his stuff before um i was on team um i still use the original knee sleeves that i got from him years ago wow yeah they're it's quality quality stuff um and just um i met him uh some years ago i, I was like in my head i was like holy shit that's that much shit I, to go talk to him. <laughs> I, I no directly i made a beeline went over had a great conversation uh we stayed in contact here and there and then he decided to make his crossover into uh the mma and jiu-jitsu world he hit me up and i'm proud to be uh proud to be a uh, representative of the brand and and, nice. and death grip grappling tape um, nice love that stuff sweet uh, very cool and Gorilla Piss. Don't forget and Gorilla Piss. Ah, gorilla I, was piss. Gonna, yeah. I was gonna ask you about that. Yeah, <laughs> say, piss. sponsor you. Yeah, man, definitely. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> fuel for the fire. <clears throat> if you're in your lifting session uh, and you hit the Gorilla Piss, that's like having the fire and then throwing some lighter fluid on Nice. Nice. It came from that. There's my fuel. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right, nice. my brother. You got anything yeah, no, for I, me, Chad? I don't think so. We covered pretty much. I will say, you know, Joel, along with like, obviously Terry has helped me in the last couple of years, just, you know, believe in myself a little bit more inspiration wise. Joel is huge in that. And, and, and Pete, you know, you guys that always, Keep, keep keep me going, do better. You know, I started the push ups and pull ups. I was sending Joel videos. Hey, what do you yeah, think of these? Nice. You know, yeah. and keep that, that you up know, too. I love seeing it. Yeah, and that, you know, I've always been a jujitsu guy. I've never been a, a workout guy, but now I'm enjoying that push ups and pull up routines and different things I can add to it. You know, he's gotten good at it too, hasn't he? Like his form has gotten <laughs> his form's gotten yeah. well, man. I tell him, I'm like, I told you, like when you just keep doing it, just keep grinding and that form's going to come. And then eventually you'll be like, well, damn, this is easy. Like this, then you, you know, now he's, now he's doing pushups on, on the medicine balls. And, and see, everything. that's what I see. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> yeah. He's getting his, he's getting his stripes and his belts in straight condition. Right. <laughs> He'll be doing stuff at the gym. Now he's like, check this out. He'll grab these blocks. And I'm like, come on, man. Like, I can't do that. I can do push-ups <laughs> all day long and I can't do that. <laughs> but I haven't been practicing doing that kind of stuff either. So I I could add it to my repertoire, but I just like to bust them out. I'll just keep doing them and doing them and doing them. And then I'll jump on the pull-up bar and just keep doing them and doing them and doing them. And maybe I'll add the medicine ball. Maybe I'll have some tennis balls or something under my <laughs> under my feet. 
put the challenge up there a little bit. <laughs> we talked about doing, cause Pete, you know, Pete, um, uh, uh, so we talked about, uh, we oddest places doing pushups. He did them in, there's a local, uh, civic center type place. And he was doing them in like in some odd room while his daughter was doing some, like a show, like a ballet show. And of course, and then, so just what a week or so ago, Chad sends me a video. He's doing them outside the car. Why, why autumn was in, was taking yeah, care of some yeah. stuff. <laughs> I said, all right, that's it. It's who can do the oddest push-ups somewhere. So I'm trying and to that, find something. That's the thing that's, that's with guys, you know, I love that because guys with that kind of mindset, there's, there's always an opportunity. Oh, it doesn't always. matter if I, it doesn't matter if it's a, if it's a commercial break or she went inside to do something or <laughs> we used to make bets for call out pushups. That means I can call you out at any time and you have to give me a pushup. <laughs> if I want one, if you owe me 15 pushups and I just want one pushup, you have to stop what you're doing and give me my one pushup. Oh, doesn't matter if you're on the sidewalk. No matter if where you are. Yeah, nice. if we're at if we're in the parking lot, hey, let me get let me get one. They gotta stop and whatever with whatever they're doing and give me a push-up. We, we used to do that stuff for grocery stores. <laughs> it was so much fun. It's accountability too, you know. Yeah. Like but it's good accountability, work. you know. So yeah, definitely. <clears throat> That's awesome. Good. All right, my brother. We're gonna let right you on, go. Man. Thank you, appreciate Joel. You guys. Thanks for everything. Uh, appreciate you. you. Can't wait to meet you in person, brother. Get some roles yeah, in. You can teach me some stuff, likewise. man. <laughs> we'll get it. We'll get it. We'll get it hooked up, man. And, and it'll be a, a good time, man. Um, like I said, I always try to make it relaxed and fun and very engaging and entertaining. Right on. Um, that way it's not just come in and blase and I'm, and I'm teaching some technique and I'm out. And man, I sure. want to make it a totally immersive uh, experience. Yeah, which is the best. Those are the best seminars too. Yeah, yeah that's what that's what six of people. Yeah, yeah, not just there to show a technique and hit the road. It's like, no, man, I'm here to be a part of who you are. You know, that's cool. I vote for a seminar and then a cookout at Terry's house. <sighs> that's fair enough. You can come <laughs> check out my. I a second it. That's two out of three. So, we're good to go so we're now. Good to go. My wife, <laughs> rank. My wife we got ranked too. Friend. I have the room. Oh, definitely. <laughs> I have a I have a 125 pound cane corso. She'd love to. <laughs> Chad's seen her before. Yeah, he's seen her head before. Oh, <laughs> she's a she's a she's a full bred Italian mastiff. So she's actually laying here on the floor looking at me like, "When are you going to finish, Dad?" <laughs> so, all right, man. Cool, Joel. Thank Thanks, you, guys. Man. Gentlemen, thank you, you so much. Yeah. Thanks, brother. Take it easy, my friend. Hey, everybody. We hope you enjoyed the show today. We really appreciate you. Remember, go out there and follow Limitless Radio Cast on all social media platforms and check out our new YouTube page. Remember, come back each and every week. We have great guests, great content, all for you.